Why did the barf and the booger fall in love? It's what's on the inside that counts. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, a, you know, a, a clown. Can you please stop bullshitting and get to the question? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve! No. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who gives me street cred. The wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. We also have, ladies and gentlemen, Stacy Deloach. Stacy Deloach, everybody. Hello, Stacy. Hey! Mathers here. And uh, a guy I have to be nice to because... His uh, boss can absolutely screw me over at tax time. It is Mr. Josh, the marketing guy for my CPA's market, or CPA firm. Anyway, hello, Josh. Hello, hello. Josh is a musician. We'll be talking to him a little bit about music and stuff later. And uh, he didn't want to talk too much, but that's okay. Um, don't forget to... Um, uh, check out our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, uh, marketing dude, or maritime engineer, or whatever. All right, very good. Please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com. Uh, stuff.drsteve.com is what makes the world go round when it comes to weird medicine. It's where you get all your online shopping stuff. So just go there, click straight through to Amazon if you don't want any of the things that are actually on that page. But all of the things we talk about on this show uh, and have talked about in the past um, are on that page. Also, don't forget tweakedaudio.com. Offer code FLUID for 33% off the best earbuds for the price on the market and the best customer service anywhere. And if you want to lose weight with me and get to your ideal body weight and stay there for the first time since you were in college, like me, I can, you know, everyone's uh, uh, results will vary, but those were my results. Noom. Dot drsteve.com n-o-o-m dot drsteve.com it's not a um, uh, it's not a diet it's a psychology app that will help you in other parts of your life as well and um, it's, it teaches you to change your relationship with food so if you go to noom.drsteve.com you'll get 20% off if you decide to do it but you get two weeks free so you can see if you like it or not if you don't like it to hell with it just delete it and then check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. Uh, 
And I'm still using my inversion table, Dr. Scott, which I like. And Dr. Scott, it's one thing having a DOM for a best friend because mm-hmm. he, this thing also comes with these pressure point things, and he yeah. set them based mm-hmm. on the acupuncture points, and it's really cool. It really, and it makes a big difference. So if you want to see what I'm using, and heck, get one for yourself if you want, go to back pain. DrSteve.com, or just go to our website, and the the link is right there. Anyway, all right? Cool. Okay. Uh, Don't forget to check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And uh, don't forget uh, to check out my Cameo, cameo cameo.com slash weirdmedicine. I'll yell at your uh, family in a foreign language and say fluid and secretions, whatever you want. All for under $8. I'm the cheapest cameo that there is. So that's right. I give myself a little applause. I just do it for fun. And I've priced it so that people will actually want to do it. Because but somebody the other day, you know, I felt really good about this one. Someone asked me, uh, it was a woman. She said, will you please, for Men's Health Week or Men's Health Month, which apparently is June. I didn't know that. See, they don't tell us anything. Um they, uh, but she said, would you tell my male friends to check their stupid nuts for lumps? And so I went through my sort of yearly October thing we do on this show uh, about self-testicular exams. Because every woman knows how to do a self-breast exam, Josh. But were you ever taught to do a self-testicular exam when you were in high school? Uh, no, no, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, wasn't. and no tes- idea. testicular cancer is what? Yes, it's a young man's disease, but we don't tell young men this. So um, it's a deficit in our the way that we educate people about these kinds of things and screening, self-screening exams. So I, we've taken it upon ourselves to make sure that everybody understands that they need to uh, check their stupid nuts for lumps. So to the point where we say it at the end of every show, and about twice a year, we'll get somebody saying, hey, I checked my stupid nuts for lumps, and guess what? I found one, and I got it taken care of, and it was cancer, and I'm cancer-free. So I'll give us one of these, too. So. You know, and that was always going to be back in the day when we first started doing the show and I was terrified that I was going to, you know, get in trouble at work was uh, the evidence of how many people we have, you know, saved from. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, we didn't save them from cancer, but we caused them to get checked or whatever and Creating awareness. improved their quality of life and their life expectancy and all that stuff. Yep. So, you know, if we got on, do you think that anybody that's listening to this show, particularly those that listen to the iteration on Sirius XM, mm-hmm. would listen to Dr. Radio for two seconds? I mean, it's... it's Not many. It's hard <laughs> enough to get them to listen to us. Yes, it is. Particularly in this most current iteration where we're not doing the vodka tampon challenges and stuff like that like we used to do. Right. Yeah. Why do I remember a T-shirt? I remember flying out of McGee Tyson, which is at Knoxville Airport, several years ago. And seeing a T-shirt of a squirrel, yeah, sitting back with several nuts sitting in front of him and a logo on it. Don't forget to check your stupid nuts for lunch. Right. That was uh, actually, uh, I believe, if if I am not incorrect, that was Wood Floor Liquor. Our friend Wood Floor Liquor made that uh, right? logo, and we put mm-hmm. it on a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Wood Floor Liquor of BPS Radio, also of a show called The Radio Freaks. He's a good one. He's the one that I. I, I, one of these days, I need to do a documentary on YouTube about how I just absolutely just shit on him. I'm the worst <laughs> friend that you could ever possibly have. And, 
you know, it's it's like, well, I'll just tell you the story real quick. He was doing a show with Colin Quinn, and he it was a big get for him to have a podcast the size his was and have Colin Quinn on as a guest. And so um, he asked me to be the call screener. So I, you know, and we're like fancy schmancy. I call Colin. Hey, Colin. You know, are you ready to go on the air? He's about ready. And he's like, hey, aren't you, Dr. Steve? Aren't, isn't this a little bit beneath you? And it's like, no, I'm, you know, it's, nothing's beneath me. I'm nobody. So uh, so I got them on and they started talking and I got bored. And so, I mean, it's not that they weren't talking about interesting things, but I didn't have anything else to do. And nobody was calling in. So I called um, Trucker oh gosh what was her name trucker jane now i'm no. why, why can't i remember her name what was, is, oh yeah was it pat no no it was um i know who it is i can't say her name i mean i remember for all the years hey this is trucker jane no it's that wasn't yeah, jane. jane the trucker something like that well, anyway, no, no everybody's screaming at you in the back i know i know i know uh but so i called her first and had her and i and i put it up as I don't remember Jane from Michigan, wherever she was at the time. And, uh, you know, and so they, and they're like, Oh, a girl's calling in. So he picks her up and she, she was known for just not being an interesting caller. I loved her. She was hilarious, but she was, um, that's what she was known for. So that was the first thing. And that wasn't so bad. But the second thing I did was I called Lady Die. Oh. Now, Lady Die, you, Josh and Scott, you probably don't know who she was, but she was an alcoholic. And oh, I remember her. She ended up, that's oh, right. right, she used to call oh, yeah. in and we yeah. would hang up on her because I'd say, if you're not calling from rehab, I don't want to talk to you because it got that bad. Wow. Yeah. But at the time, and she was also known for just spewing nonsense and just going on and on and on and saying nothing. And so I put her up as Diana from New Jersey. And, of course, again, it's like, oh, a girl. So click Diana from New Jersey. It's like, hey, Kyle, how you doing? And 20 minutes later, she's still going on and on and on. And Colin Quinn's just like, yep, yep, oh, yeah, uh-huh, yep, yep. And um, at the end of 20 minutes, she finally takes a breath and says, so, Kyle, how you doing? <laughs> it's like, so uh, I am laughing my ass off. I mean, I am screaming laughing because I've just ruined his show. Because as soon as she hung up, Colin goes, well, boys, I got to go. And well, he, yeah. you know, that's what friends are for. Yes, that is what friends are for. So the, that resulted in me having one of my prized possessions. So I've got two prized possessions. One is a picture of me with Louis C.K. with him, and he drew uh, the the letters U-G-H and then drew an arrow to me on that. So I love that. Uh. And then, and particularly given what's happened to him subsequently, it's it's even more of a rare thing. And then, and then this. Woodfloor Liquor runs into Colin Quinn at a uh, comedy uh, show the next night, and he recorded this. Dr. Steve, I hope you're better at prostate screenings than you are at radio screenings, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things. That Colin is, Quinn calling cool. me a son of a bitch. That is awesome. It's that it's a awesome. shout-out. It is. Nonetheless, it's a shout-out. It's the great, yeah, yeah. right. A bad publicity is, is good publicity, uh, publicity, right? You're the marketing That's guy. right. It's There's all, no such thing as bad, bad publicity. That's there. correct. As that's long as they're right. talking about you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's as long as you're current. So, so, you know what? I And I was laughing so hard I was crying. And it really was funnier at the time than, I guess, me telling it. But um, 
you know, I told wood floor liquor, it's like that story about the frog and the scorpion. You know, it's like, well, why did you do that? It's like, well, you know, the frog, uh, you know, it's like I didn't want to give the scorpion a ride across the river. You guys know this story, yes. right? And, yes, and the, the frog is like, well, no, you're just going to sting me. He's like, no, that would be stupid. You know, I would kill both of us. And the frog's like, well, I guess you're right. And he to get the, fro- the scorpion hops on his back and halfway across the river, the scorpion stings him. And, the, you know, they both go down and the frog says, why did you do this? And the scorpion said, it's in my nature. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> that was that was exactly why I did it, because I'm a shit shithead. <laughs> Yes. I am a shithead. I'm a, not a very good friend, and Scott will tell you that. Yeah. That's why I play. <laughs> oh, you get something in your throat there? <laughs> yeah, That's why I play semi sweet Melissa. Hey, it's on... a scorpion, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. It's not a frog. Now, we should play semi sweet Melissa again. No. That was the first time that Scott sang on our show, and then play it. The new version. Or the new version needs to be redone. Well, no, I mean, well, let's do it. redo a new yeah, one yeah, now that you've it, yeah, yeah. done new your vocal lessons and all yeah. that stuff. I still have the track in there. Yeah. You do it, and then we'll, um, we'll play them back to back. Yeah. Just play, you know, a couple seconds of the first one. Say, look, this is his, his miraculous transformation. I will, I will say I, I heard it's been a little while, but I heard an old Jerry Garcia recording back like from the late or early 60s. Yeah. Where he was playing his banjo and singing by himself, and I was like, if Jerry Garcia started off sounding that bad and grew <laughs> to be that incredible, no, at really? least, where at would least, I f- at least I got something I can do. That's where would, it. Where That's would it. I find this? I, I would just early recordings of Jerry Garcia doing doing bluegrass. Um, I mean, it, it, some of his early stuff was just, um, of course, and it might have been the recording, yeah, uh, places that, or the. Uh, some of the equipment, but yeah, I've got Black Mountain Boys, early Jerry Garcia bluegrass, or it may, or it may have been the drugs. Might have been the drugs. You know, this, I mean, this, this might have been pre pre drugs, pre drugs. See, see what it sounds like. Okay, I can't play too much of this, so I no, get a damn not. copyright strike. No, and I love Jerry. He wasn't more nuanced with the banjo than he was with the guitar, was he? Let's she did. Hang on. He wear it. Oh, he'll, damn. Yeah, he'll wear it out in a minute. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. He, yeah. He's like old uh, uh, Stevie Barr. Uh, originally a, 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 a I did not banjo know picker. that. Banjo picker. Well, he doesn't sing on this one, but anyway. He did, I think it's later, but but yeah, you can imagine it was it was pretty rough. Wow. Yeah. He, so he, that's they, that's why a lot of the stuff that Jerry did um, with the uh, Jerry Garcia band, and certainly with Dave Grisman, who's who's my hero, yeah. um, the mandolin player. God, it's just so beautiful. He, you know, he does interpretations of bluesy stuff and jazzy stuff. Yeah, and it's just incredible. Yeah, cool. Well, so. speaking of music, um, uh, Doctor, um, what the hell is your name again? Scott. No. Um, having a senior moment. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, Stacy, what uh, you you have some uh, sort of a song that you want to I, talk about? I've got a friend. We are strictly just a digital friend, but we've been f- digital. It, you mean you're you're fingering her all the time? <laughs> well, sorry about that. I understand. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> okay, I guess that's going. <laughs> there you go. That's better. That's all right. Better. 
No, but Instagram friends, and when I was on Twitter and everything, we were friends on Twitter and everything, but Katie Lindendahl. Okay. Oh, now I'm sorry that I made that joke. <laughs> L-I-N-E-N-D-O-L-L. You know, they talk about the digital rectal exam. Yeah, and, that was a couple and, of shows ago. Well, and people think that it's some sort of electronic thing. It's like, no, that's when you stick your finger yeah, up somebody. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, that's sorry about that, Katie. See, see if there's any She's a good girl, there. and I just made a really gross joke. See, okay. but what, did, what kind of friend did he say he was? Well, you know, she's feeling the scorpion, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Katie just released an EP, four songs. Okay. And it's called Jericho Battle Cries, the name of her little EP. Okay. It is. I'm looking at it. It. Believe it or not, she released it in the Christian format, and for, I think, five or six weeks, she has been the number one Christian artist. What? Yes. On wow. iTunes, most downloaded. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, and she talks to you. She, well, we email it to her. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, and I just made a finger. Oh, my God. Way to go, doctor. How are we going to edit this now? No, not, I don't edit it. I know you don't. And it's not because I have some sort of integrity. It's just because I'm too damn lazy. <laughs> But the, the the lead song is Jericho Battle Cry. The proceeds off of that, half of that goes to... Off of that song or Why Oh Why? Because I'm no, looking at Why Oh uh, Why. Off right of now. Jericho Battle Cry, half of those... We'll get to Why Oh Why in about 30 seconds. But You're talking about the album Jericho Battle Cry. Well, she's releasing four different songs. But yeah, the song Jericho Battle Cry, oh, okay. 50% of those proceeds goes to, you'll love this, Bugles Across America. Okay. Which is provides buglers if a somebody dies and they're afforded a military funeral, they provide buglers to sound taps oh, wow. graveside. Oh, wow. There's not enough to do that. So she's helping raise money to yeah. get high school band members and things such as that to help play taps at military funerals. You can check them out at buglesacrossamerica.org. The one that that's that's awesome. You know how hard it is to play the bugle? To play it well, and then on top of that, because it's just my understanding, there are no valves, right? I mean, Josh, you were the music, yeah, no, I music think, professor, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, a lot of your intonation comes from your your lip angle yeah. and things like that. Yeah, it's incredibly difficult. So it'll only play certain notes too, right? right you can't. There right. are certain flats and sharps mm-hmm. that you could never play on it because it's just a single harmonic, right? That's uh, correct. Tube. I bet okay. I could make some flat notes on. <laughs> <laughs> I bet if you could say you could give yourself a beat. You listen to semi sweet Melissa. You hear some flats and oh, so you ain't So you're saying you want to listen to it? Hell no, please, no, please, no. Not today. Not today. Okay, okay. I haven't but had my medication. The the one that's that just I mean, there's another song on there. It's called Why Oh Why. Okay. And I am not kidding you. Look at me when I tell you this. I have tried over fifty times to make it through this song. I can't make it through the song without crying. Really? Wow. I cannot make it through this I want to play some of it but we're going to get a copyright strike I, I don't want you to get so in trouble with it. let me but, pl- look, I'll just play a tiny snippet look, let me do this. this let me do this right here yeah there you go. A, she sounds like a young Dolly Parton she really yeah, does I can already hear that hang but on. the thing is, is but in this deepest of valleys where hope can't be found now. okay that's about all I can play I understand that yeah, sounds great but the thing is like I said, it, this thing just rips me apart, this song does. Yeah. And I don't know why. And that's one thing I want to ask the two big brains in here is why does this happen? Yeah. Because if you don't know the basis behind it, sh- the song sounds like, and I would never say this disrespectful of uh, little Katie and everything. Yeah, yeah. She, she's a good Catholic girl. She really and truly is. Uh, okay. I don't know what, anything about okay, any of that. She, yeah. does, she does a show on XM Satellite 129 mm. on okay. the Catholic channel. Okay. About 
well, Catholic music and Christian music. But the thing is, is if that channel has ever been on my radio, it was <laughs> on the way to something else. Understand. I mean, it's just you know, I, understand. I don't mean anything bad it, it, about that. Right. I just never it's, listened to it. I actually started listening to it because of her. Yeah, and getting, going through a divorce, you know, trying to rebuild life and looking for guidance. And but that's a whole other story. You okay. should call but, Stephen up. We got plenty of advice with that, don't we? What on divorce? <laughs> yeah, po- post divorce. Oh I've yeah, got, we, we've got lots. We can help you. How many times you've been married? Just once. Well, right? once, yes. Okay, well, was, I, I got you beat. But the thing, I once in uh, I learned quickly once in church, <laughs> and thank God I was in a Methodist church because anywhere else wouldn't have gotten, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't have landed. But it was during the, um, uh, you know, praises and mm-hmm. and concerns, and I raised my hand. I said, "Yeah, it's uh, Tacy's my tenth anniversary today." And you know, everybody's high. Well, you get this. Yeah. And then as it died down, I said, "Yeah, I told her that I've been married to her longer than I ever been married to anybody." <laughs> Thank God I got this. <laughs> Because there are some churches where that not would not have landed. <laughs> that, that wouldn't fly that way. Yeah, but anyway, go ahead. Okay. But the song, Why Oh Why, is based off of her talking with God and asking why. Mm-hmm. And the reason behind the why, and I wish... You why know, do you could, bad things happen to well, good people kind it's of thing? A, it's, the proceeds of this goes off to the Bat Cole Foundation. Okay, I don't know anything about that either. Bat Cole Foundation, it, Cole was a little friend of hers who died from pediatric cancer. Okay. Yeah. And there's a the story on the I'm gonna get here. I'm gonna get choked up here. Right, so you're gonna no, start talking here in a few minutes. Yeah. But anyway, so it's like I said, the song just rips me apart now. Granted, I don't have any children yeah. of my own. Yeah. I got five grandbabies, none of them are biologically mine, so I didn't go through the whole thing of raising children. Yeah. But the whole thing of losing a child. Yeah. And then asking God, why did you have to take this child? Yeah. And yeah. then reading the website about how he died. And there's mouse. I, I, I can't remember what it's called. It's H-A-M-A is the code for a cancer treatment. Anti, I, I'm just going to let you strangle uh, you, yourself you, on you, that one. Yeah. Well, I, that's the reason I went to the doctor. Yeah. And see, once again, that's why you got him for a friend. That's right, that's right. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about on that. Yeah. What it. Scott. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm used to being just. I'm him. used to being told to eat the mic, so that's what I was doing. Yeah, you're talking <laughs> about the when H- you turn your head away like this. Human anti mouse antibody is yes. that what you're talking about? Okay, that was yeah. one of the treatments that he was on. Yeah, but the but like I said, the, half of the proceeds that she makes off of this and selling merchandise goes to Bat Cole Foundation to help pediatric cancer research. Yeah, wow. and well, no, that's awesome. You know, the pediatrician, yeah. the pediatric oncologist have uh, some really good protocols. I mean, they have excellent success with so many cancers. And we've got a lot of kids that end up at St. Jude's with cancers that end up, you know, completely in remission or permanently cured. It's amazing. They really, uh, and kids' immune systems are different, too. They are. You know, we've talked before that uh, cancer is a disorder of the immune system. When we conquer that, we will have a generalizable treatment for cancer. And if you're interested in looking at some actual non-pseudoscience cancer cures that are immunologic in nature, go to drsteve.com and click in the upper right-hand corner, non-pseudoscience cancer cures. Because I've got several articles, and I kind of quit posting to there, but there's 
an infinite number of them right. almost. You can go to PubMed.gov and find them yourself or go to clinicaltrials.org and find them. But there's uh, this the, we will look back someday at the age of chemotherapy and say, what a bunch of friggin' barbarians. Oh, God, you're killing It'll them. be like uh, Star Trek. You remember, was it Star Trek? Oh, the one where they went back in time for uh, the journey home or whatever at the whales. Right. And uh, uh, and Chekhov falls off of this thing and he ruptures a vessel in his brain and they were going to operate on him and Bones is like barbarians and he takes this little thing and passes it over his head and it just fixes it. Right. <laughs> Uses transporter technology or whatever. And uh, that's the way we'll look at chemotherapy down the road. What was really this? Will. I remember, oh, yeah. I remember y'all talking a story about now, I know I'm wrong on this, but lady, it was... Okay, well, then, but go ahead and just but, barrel forward anyway. Okay, well, because I, I have no doubt you'll Don't correct me. Don't let that stop you. No, nah, why would I? I'm going to make this up as I go. But uh, something about a lady being stage four breast cancer and being like a thousand times the dose of measles they put her on the, to, yeah, to well, teach her system. It see, wasn't I, breast cancer. It see, was I knew I could spark the memory, though. Yeah, it was multiple I'm, myeloma. I'm trying to help you get through the senior moments. Focus yeah, here. thank you. Focus here. So uh, <laughs> it was an experimental protocol where they knew that measles vaccine, which is a live vaccine, it's live attenuated vaccine, will preferentially invade multiple myeloma cells. So what they did was they put a marker on those uh, uh, on the the vaccine so that it would take up um, or they changed the DNA slightly so that uh, those cells that were invaded would take up radioactive iodine. So, and so why do you do that? Well, it's not because you want the radioactive iodine to kill this the tumors. What you want is to be able to see where they went. Mm-hmm. So you can. Give somebody six million doses. They got sicker in hell. Because uh, how do you choose? Six million, three million, yeah, you know, know 20 million? You just I mean, don't know. You got to pick if, a number. If you're terminal, let's go for it. Yeah, you pick a number and you go for it. So they gave it to them. They got pretty sick, fever, chills, and muscle aches and pains. And uh, then they gave them some radioactive iodine, and boom, it just lit up all those tumors. That was the only place it lit up was where there were multiple myeloma tumors. And uh, that, yeah, and what happens to a cell that is invaded by measles virus? White cells attack it? Mm Mm-hmm, and they did, and they attacked the multiple myeloma and killed it. Yep. And so it's called uh, viral oncotherapy, and if you go to clinicaltrials.org, you can find a bunch of different um, uh, viral oncotherapy trials that are going on right now. So it's cool that we can take a natural virus and kind of fiddle with it a little bit and do this. It'd be really nice if we could just manufacture what we really needed to do what we needed it to do. And then that's the next step. Okay. But, yeah, it's cool as shit. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So, anyway, viral oncolytic therapy, that's what it's called. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. 
whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. So I'm looking at this Bat Cole Foundations, B-A-T-C-O-L-E uh, dot foundation. And uh, yeah, you can donate, you can get some shirts, you can do all this kind of stuff. And then, yeah, I see, I can't look. Understand. Understand. Look at this picture. Either. <laughs> See? No. Uh, no, okay, I'm the but, same way. Okay, so Hey, let's answer his question about Yeah, why does well, that happen? So I don't know. Dude, uh, well, let me yeah. let me tell you one yeah. story and then Dr. Scott's got a hypothesis. Yeah, I okay. I was at this place having dinner and Jeanette Williams and um and her husband, they're from Galax, Virginia. She's a bass player with the voice of an angel. And she uh, was playing with Stevie Barr, and he's a banjo player, owns the fiddle shop in Gala. Anybody that's been to the Fiddler's Convention knows who they these know people them, are. Yeah. Yep. They were singing a song. I wasn't listening to the words. I was eating. I couldn't hear the words, but I could hear them singing. All of a sudden, I started crying. <laughs> now, you remember when we had the beer run opening? Yep. And what was the uh, – it was uh, uh, Crystal Shipley was the – she was the youngest woman yeah. who ever won the Fiddler's yeah. Convention. But who was the woman who played bass with her? Oh, God. She she, she actually went to um, any anyway, Merlefest, didn't she? I don't know. If anyway, right but now. the two of them sang a song. I wasn't listening. Yeah. Just start crying. Yep. There was something plaintive about that mm-hmm. plaintive not plaintive mm-hmm. and uh i don't know what it was but it invoked something in me that that choked me up and i didn't know why mm-hmm. so scott's got a damn i've got a hypothesis yeah. so yeah yeah i think it's lim- limbic system activation okay so explain what well, you mean well the limbic genius. system well is was part of the autonomic nervous system okay. that when you when you get certain stimulation it evokes um emotions Okay. So, like, and, and it's one of those things, especially in females, um, a little difference between what males. Are you, what males, are you saying about me here? A bit, <laughs> no, no, follow, hear me out on this. You'll get it. It's a little bit of the difference between males. It's This is the way I can explain it the easiest. Male and female. Having sex. Males do it. They're done, right? You know, let's get right. over it. Let's, let's, let's exchange fluids. We're done with it, right? Except that males get more attached than females yep. do, though. But, but so the women. You don't have that many, as many female stalkers right. after sex as you do male stalkers. Yeah. There's some pretty good data on that. But anyway, go ahead. But, the, but females, you have to make that emotional connection to them. Yeah. Right? Women really want to have, the, to have a true, wonderful, not all of them, but a lot of the, the really, truly wonderful um, sexual experience. To have that really deep orgasm, they, they need this, it's this a brain limbic thing. system activation, which okay. stimulates their hormones. So it's a hormone that's released throughout their body. And a lot of times what you'll get is when you hear these 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 sounds, these music almost smells. Like a, almost like a harmonics. A harmonics it certainly is one thing. But but you can get those harmonics from different things. You can get them from smells. Right. You can get them from sounds. And these can stimulate the limbic part of your brain. And this is a hypothesis. I've never course. cried from a smell. But 
But well, but you could. But I you could. What if, you if, get if, your if, first if, grandbaby if, sn- if, sn- if, and you sniff of their yeah. hair? Have you ever or cr- grandmother's you know grandmother's yeah. cologne or something? You smell yeah, when you're yeah. walking through Parks Belkler or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah but, I could see that. But that's but that's yeah. that's my theory. Whether well, it's right or not. the olfactory nerves are the first ones that are wired into the brain, mm-hmm. so the smell is very primal, Shoot which is why I'm cool with aromatherapy. But you can't just say, well, lavender is calming for everybody. If you were ritually abused by your grandmother and she had lavender in her house, you're going to be just the opposite of Sue's. And the limbic system, Stacey, is not just for good emotions, it's also for, for painful emotions. Yeah. Right. I mean, so you can you can get, as, as Dr. Steve said, you know, maybe you, you have an aversion to lavender, and every time you smell lavender, you get physically sick, and you right. don't know why. Yeah. The, but, um, right. but so people, oh, it's... It's good for, you know, it's like, shut the F up. You don't know that it is. You don't and, know. But I do believe that yeah. you can treat people with smells for certain disorders, you know, if, but you've got to tailor it to the person's experience. Right. Same thing with, you don't, with, yeah. with, with the tonal things, like you're saying, um, there's there's a, a lot of great research on, on music therapy, like harps. Yep. When you, you you play it and you're, you're watching someone and you can tell by the way their body moves or what they what they hear, mm-hmm. if they like a G or they don't like an F or whatever, and then you can play something, and like in the like a Mixolydian scale or something that's that's not Ooh. not a song, but it's a yeah, but it's yeah. a you know scale in that key, right? Yeah, which is, See that that's why I think about her music. It's it's if you don't if you never listen to the words or you don't know the story behind it, it's a pretty song. Yeah. But if you ever go and look at Bat Cold Foundation. And you see what the basis is behind the right. song. Mm-hmm. It, it hits me on a primal level. So now you have, as you have context. Right. But let me give you this one. Yep. There are people, and I'm one of them, that can cry to certain pieces of classical music. And there's mm-hmm. no words. There's no context. There's not a story. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I mean, it's kind of a story. There's an arc. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And, right. You know, but, uh, and so I'm looking at this thing here that says, uh, Chills, and if you get chills hearing music too, are a physiological response which activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which Dr. Scott said that's part of the autonomic nervous system, as well as the reward-related brain regions of the brain. Studies have shown 25% of the population experienced this reaction to music. (laughs) Here, I'll give you one of these. But it's much more than pure physiologic response. Classical music in particular steers a a mysterious path through our senses, triggering unexpected and powerful emotional responses, which sometimes result in tears and not just tears of sadness. So, you know, it's like when you watch Rudy... Oh God! Why Forget do you cry at the end oh. of that? It's something you, good happened you have to him. To. It's, but yeah. something good yeah, happened yeah. No, to I him. I know. So, but I cried at the end of um, Old Yeller AI, <laughs> or yeah, or Old Yeller because something bad happened. Right. You know what gets me is Field of Dreams every time. Field of Dreams. See, that's yeah. that's kind of what oh, brought this God. up to me. Yeah. You all had this conversation about six weeks ago talking about movies and yeah. Yeah. emotional responses to that. That's about the time her song hit. It's kind of. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, now you now you know the answer to your now we close the circle. Tears flow spontaneously in response to a release of tension, perhaps at the end of a particularly engrossing performance. So that could have been what happened to me when I was hearing Jeanette Williams. Okay, you know okay, that yeah. it was just so beautiful that it just I just had this immediate relaxation and that hmm. shift in my internal state caused me to kind of tear up. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh oh. Uh oh. Myrtle, you're on weird medicine. <laughs> what 
his hands. Oh, no. <laughs> well, oh, no. I, I, I ain't never heard of that before. Well. Only, only medicine I just got old Doc cars. So. Does he give you some liniment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I didn't know you were recording. Yeah. I'll call you back. All right. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, That's God. a. It's an attorney. That's our counsel, right? <laughs> yeah, that's our counsel. It's our attorney. Believe it or not. Senior, so I, senior I, getting a copyright yeah. strike <laughs> right now. That's right. So I got, I got one request about this then. Yeah. If, if you listen to the song, yes. reach out to Katie through Twitter. Okay, what's her Twitter? Katie Lenadol, K-A-T-I-E-L-I-N-E-N-D-O-L-L. She's actually katielenadol.com, katielenadol okay. on Instagram. And let her know, but be nice. Yeah, don't don't, don't be. An oh animal. God, don't tell people that. You know, the, the I know because no, I just that. I just lit up your animals. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any animals, but there she is rather attractive too. I've never met her in real life. I've heard her name before. In the context of, didn't she used to do a show with uh, Sam Roberts? She would come in at night when Sam was doing the overnight shows and okay. kind of sit in with him. And that's actually the first time I ever talked to her. She was talking about scuba diving, and I called her. and We talked for probably twenty minutes about. Her okay. wanting to go cave diving. Yeah. That, that cool. was years ago. All right. Well, anyway. God damn, this is about as boring as... <laughs> oh, say sorry. Now, don't say that. <laughs> All right. Okay, can I ask a medical question? Yeah, of course. Hey, hey do we do medical shows? We, occasionally, <laughs> occasionally. Occasionally. Wait a minute. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Okay, very good. Thank you, Ronnie B. Okay. I got too many questions. Let's do one... It's fine. This is you're here. This is your thing. You ask questions. I know. Why do people kiss? Because no, you are you are preaching to the converted on this one. I mean, I love it, but I don't know why. I I I don't know why. I mean, other than the autumn, look look at the smile over here on this one's face. I mean, if you think about it, it is. I mean, it could be just as simple, just to touch fingers, (laughs) touch elbows, or or rub noses. Yeah. But why is that? I mean. It's extremely intimate without using any of your sexual organs. You know, the, that's the only thing I can think of. You have more. You have more sensory neurons in your lips and tongue mm. than you do. Well, except for the genitalia and the fingers and the fingertips. nipples, fingertips. Yeah, I mean, you got so many more mm. sensory neurons in your lips. Think about it. Um, the, so you think the, it's just because there's sensory neurons? There? I think. I think again, it goes back to the stimulation. It's it's the sensory neurons, and that's where you're going to get the most stimulation. Right. If you butt it, why don't you just rub assholes <laughs> well, then? Because you have a lot of sensory nerves there. Well, because because you had to be naked to rub assholes. I gotcha. And that's okay. that's well, so. This is a this uh, is like smoking. It's an addiction yeah. that's used to be socially acceptable, but it is easily yeah. easily done, and it's not that big of a deal. Right on. So yep. we can be intimate Without more than me. holding hands, yep. but it's different than you know. They got sensory. I mean, yeah, that's what you're saying. You got all kinds but, of sensory neurons. But now, but to be to, to be clear, you don't have a whole lot of sensory neurons in the palm of your hand, mm. right? They're right. they're in your tips, your fingers, tips, your fingers. Okay, your genitalia, lips, um, are primary. Yeah, much more so than you have in your in, the, in your back. Or well, your that's where your sense of, sense of touch comes from. I mean, yeah. that, that's just part of your survival. Yep. So why do you kiss people on the cheek then, or yeah. that, or the air kiss? What's the deal with that? Is Maybe that just not as intimate? That's just air. I mean, that's just it's um, a friendly kiss. It's it's theater. It's theater. acknowledgement. It's theater. <laughs> hmm. Okay, here I'm reading. Here, uh, kissing causes a chemical reaction in your brain, including a burst of the hormone oxytocin. Oh, there we go. Now, this is true. Tie it back. Yeah. This is true. Yeah, very good. To the so, sex. Yeah. Yeah. So oxytocin 
is used for a lot of things in the body, but one of the things that it is used for is to engender trust. Oh. And so it's got the so-called trust hormone. As a matter of fact, you can go to a to a um, compounding pharmacy and get oxytocin nasal spray. I've known people who have done this, um, Stephen Tacy, and um, <laughs> and you uh, when you're after when you're ha- getting ready to uh, engage in adult relationship sexual congress you can spray this stuff up your nose and you get the same feeling that you get right after you have an orgasm but it's before and uh, it engenders trust so and the other thing is you know you could make a case for putting this stuff in the air if you're going to have a business meeting Oh, ooh, Josh, oh. this might be one for you for marketing. <laughs> Josh, marketing. You're trying to sell ding, something ding, ding. to somebody, and you just aerosol this stuff in the air, and all of a sudden they'll trust you. <laughs> See, why couldn't they, you use that for somebody like with emotional issues, emotional trust issues? Well, I don't know. Maybe they are studying I, it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, according to a 2013 study, oxytocin is particularly important in helping men bond with a partner and stay monogamous. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Women experiencing a flood of oxytocin during childbirth and breastfeeding, strengthening the mother-child bond. Mm-hmm. We know that. So nipple stimulation causes release of oxytocin as well. The feel-good. It's also the feel-good hormone. But we'll also yeah. use oxytocin to uh, cause the uterus to contract after childbirth. Or you can use it to induce child, to induce labor. Yeah. Speaking of that. So it, it's used for lots of things. Speaking of that, today is Gail Bennington's due date. Oh, is that right? For her oh. second child. Oh, yeah. Good for her. I just I was listening to the show while I was driving up. If you're getting ready to have a kid, go to drsteve.com and click on the um, uh, one-page baby manual. And it's one that mostly Tacey wrote it. I was there. I took notes. But uh, we talked to a bunch of experts and then made it into a one-page one page manual that gets you through the first year of life. Uh, this, this article says, uh, this is their opinion, that kissing came from the practice of kiss feeding, much like birds feeding worms to their chicks. Mothers used to, and what some still hell? do, feed their children chewed up food. Now, I have seen that. And that's disgusting. But I was always thinking it was just that we're back to breastfeeding. Everybody sucked on stuff when they were a kid. If your mom didn't <laughs> stick, well, they did. Yeah. You know, it was, it was either a bottle or your mom's, sure. you know, nipples. Or so. Or what? Thumb, a thumb. Or thumb, yeah. yeah sure. And so it's re- it's got to be related to that as yeah. well, that there's some pleasure in that. Agreed. Yeah. And then if there's pleasure, like I could s- suck on somebody's thumb, I guess, and they could suck on mine. We could both just sit there, or we could just take the middleman out, which is the thumbs, and just kiss, you know suck on each other's lips. There you go. And there, you that, that, that becomes a kiss. Suck on your own lips. So that makes sense. Right. You can't, <laughs> suck on your own, you can't suck your own lips. That explains it. I think we know now. Good question, Steve. Uh, let's see. Older research shows that for women, kissing is a way to size up a potential mate. It also plays an important role in their decision to hit the sheets. That's interesting. They're less likely to have sex with someone without kissing first. Well, yeah. What? I've got a kissing story. Everybody's got to have a kissing story, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I've got. I want to ask you a question about kissing. I got. Go well, I've got about a quickie. Yeah. No. Um, no. No. Yeah, no. Take your building, building. Building trust. Um, yep. I went out on a date a couple times with this one gal and. <clears throat> When we went to kiss, you know, after dating once or twice, I called her the the uh, backwards kisser. She would start backing away. So needless to say, there was no trust developed in that relationship. Wow. <laughs> and that was a really short uh, <clears throat> dating, I think probably two dates or wow. three dates maybe. Yeah, yeah, the backwards kisser, yep. It's a crazy. Yep. So have you ever gone in for a kiss and your mouth is somewhat closed with pursed lips and then the woman or guy and, what you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
uh, has their mouth wide open. Have you ever done that? And you sort of just stuck your face inside <laughs> their their face. Have you ever done that? And so that's you're like a- fishing, like you're going bass fishing here or something. Yeah, it's awkward as shit when that happens. <laughs> I had a girlfriend, and I we almost got married, but that first time we ever kissed, I went in for a kiss. You know, I'm just going to give her a little, a little peck. Yeah, a little, you know, sla- um, whatever, peck on the lips, yeah, and yeah. then her mouth was just wide open. I just went, plonk, you know. <laughs> my, my nose basically hit her upper <laughs> upper teeth. It was weird. Oh, my God. How funny. Yeah, I never could get her to just, just close your mouth. <laughs> just calm down. We'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Because when when your mouth is wide open like that, and both of you are that way, your your lips are so thinned out that I don't see what pleasure you get from it. Except, you know, there's this big cavern, and then there's these two tongues just going <laughs> in between. You know, I don't get that. No, that's weird. That's just weird. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's not just me. No. Okay. Because no. I don't get strip clubs either, so I'm the weirdo on that one. I just don't get it. What are you supposed to do? You go there, and I'm then gonna you look, look at something I can't have. Yeah, and then you go home and just you know. Um, well, shit, I can't find it. Where no. is it? <laughs> I love masturbate. I love masturbate. I mean, is that what you're supposed to do with a strip club? I just don't get it. I got better things to spend my money on. Brothels make all kinds of sense to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, all kinds of sense. I, I'm a libertarian. I think that should be legal sure, sure. and uh, not exploitative. Right. I mean, it needs to, a safe environment for the girls. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Has, yeah. And a good, yeah. you know, income, yeah. an insanely good income yeah. for many. Uh, yeah, but I don't want anybody coerced or, right. you know, a, anything like that. But, um, and you know, the, some people make the argument, well, you can't do that. I, I would make the argument that it could be done properly. And uh, you look at Reno and mm-hmm. stuff, sure. and it seems to be. I'd, I can't help. I know this is bad of me here, but or when, Amsterdam when COVID you know. first hit and everything, and they start shutting everything down. I was down in New Orleans. They had one of the strip clubs had a big sign out front that said, "You can walk around. You couldn't walk across the stage for graduation. Come walk our stage." Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh god. Oh yeah. You mean they were recruiting yes. strippers yes. straight out of high school? Yes. I got it. Okay. It took me a second. Okay. <laughs> okay. You want another question here? Yeah. Sure. 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 Is your stomach? in perfect alignment center line no no okay not at all okay in that case then like i get acid reflux every great once in a while mm-hmm. since the upper part of your stomach is it the esophagus where the food comes in yeah yeah okay which side is that on and because if if you get if you get you know like i said acid reflux wouldn't it make more sense to sleep with that on the side yes. where that is down, yes, yes, and that, it does that's how your stomach's sense. up. Yes, I say I have stupid things. I think of it's it. Not a stomach. stupid oh, thing at all because I I I live this every day. Um, so yeah, the esophagus. So you've got your mouth and your tongue. And well, we the, just talked about those. The oropharynx, <laughs> which is the upper part of the combined airway and GI tract, and then it separates. So the airway separates at the epiglottis and, and goes into the trachea and the lungs, and the, the the epiglottis basically a flap that keeps food from just going into your lungs. That's where the cornbread goes. And then on on, <laughs> on the way down, exactly. And then on the way down from there is your esophagus. Okay. okay? And the esophagus has to pass through the diaphragm because the stomach is right under the diaphragm. So if it's got to pass through there, there has to be a hole in the diaphragm, right? Yep. And that's called the hiatus. 
Okay. So it passes through. Now, you've heard of people having a hiatal hernia. Yes. Well, a hernia is when a structure passes from one part of the body to another part of the body where it's not supposed to be. That's all. It, that's really just the lay. And, and your definition. famous word is that's where it bloops out at. Bloop. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it'll, right. So the, um, that place where the esophagus goes through and then the stomach is right under there and it's sort of separated by this diaphragm and this little hole in the diaphragm, it's not stitched in real well. And so if you, uh, you know, stretch the esophagus just a little bit, you can pull that top part of the stomach right up above Mm -hmm. the diaphragm. And that is a diaphragmatic or hiatal hernia. And when you do that, the stomach no longer has, or the esophagus no longer has the ability to just keep things in the stomach because the valve that's down there is just a real sort of loose sphincter, and it gets out of, sh- it gets bent out of shape, and now all of a sudden stuff can can uh, uh, flow freely. Well, okay, what so, is what is a sphincter? A circular muscle yeah, or a all, round valve yes, or what? Yes, it's a circular circular muscle that okay. then makes a round valve. So I'll give you one of these. Give yourself a beer. I've always wondered about that well, Thank question. you for asking that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you've got several sphincters. The one that you know of is the one on your ass that keeps you from just dropping turds everywhere you walk. Because that's what it would be. And that's an evolutionary thing. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to control where we defecated or the saber-toothed tiger just be able to chase us down. down wherever we were. Right. Mm-hmm. Just follow the turds, you know. <laughs> so anyway, um, so now, uh, so it comes down below and um, the stomach then turns to the right. And so the stomach is a little bit left of midline but a lot to the right of the midline and then at the very end of it is the pyloric valve or the pylorus which is another sphincter you know a muscular valve that then goes into the small intestine called the duodenum is the first one and then the jejunum is the second part and then the ilium is the third part so i only say that because you've heard of duodenal ulcers yes and that is an ulcer that's just uh, on the other side of the stomach okay now uh, so it does make sense that if you have a stomach full of some contents, that if you're going to go to sleep at night, you're going to want to sleep on your right side because now it'll all pile up in the part of the stomach that is as far away from the esophagus as you can get it. That makes sense. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way because <laughs> it's not like the stomach is full of air and then there's just this air fluid level that's sitting there. No, really, you know, you belched up all the air, so it's more like a, um, a Ziploc bag that you've evacuated the air from and you've put, some, like, um, olive oil in it. Mm-hmm. Like, you filled it up with olive oil and then you evacuated out the air. And if you turn it up on its side, it's just going to collapse, but the fluid still has access to the top part of the... Yeah. Of the bag. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. And uh, so that's why that doesn't work perfectly, but it might help a little Don't bit. And the other thing is that pyloric valve is pretty good at keeping food in the stomach because if you let stuff out of the stomach before it's ready and it hits the the intestines and it's undigested by the stomach, then the body can't handle it. And then you just get, you know, voluminous diarrhea. Yeah. And gas and bloating and all that stuff. Misery, pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the reason I ask that is you and I talked. It's a damn good question, though. Thank you. As all of yours are, actually. As some of them are. You, they would, you ought to play the ones that don't make the air I sometime. don't think we've ever had one that didn't make the air. <laughs> uh, there's some that shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all good questions. No, because you and I talked a couple of weeks ago about me changing my diet. And so yes. I've, I've been working on that. and Because of your reflux. 
Well, but because of the diabetes also, the type 2 diabetes. But we talked about you yes. going on a low-carbohydrate diet. Yes. Is that, is that the yeah. conversation I'm thinking that, about? And as weird as it, I don't know if it's a weird, and my buddy Dr. Scott can also help on this one, because mm-hmm. I've also been fighting with heel spurs. Okay. I've got uh, one that goes down, and it looks like a fishing hook in the x-ray, and i got one that comes out the back. <laughs> Lovely. And yeah. so both of those, but... And you'd think those would be the things that cause the pain, but they're actually not. And Scott will and because I've been also been one. doing the, uh, I just drew a blank on the the heel muscle plantar fasciitis. Mm-hmm. I've been fighting with that. Well, but so what I've been doing is that's really where the pain's coming from. I, we'll talk about that. I spend so much time in the pickup truck chasing maritime accidents, doing maritime investigations, doing audits and everything else that. I'm in a hotel all the time. I haven't seen my apartment in three weeks right now. Yeah, two weeks at least. Mm-hmm. But so it's always a hamburger or something through a drive through But what I've started doing is making a conscious effort to go to Roush's or Albertsons or somewhere where I can go get a big salad bar. And so I've been making two salads. One I take to the hotel whenever I get a chance to get to a hotel. And the other one goes in the cooler in the truck. Yeah. And I generally have that for breakfast the next day. Yeah. And within the last week, my heel spur doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your reflex won't bother you either yeah. for but, the most part. But the heel spur is gone. Well, for the most part, until I bumped my foot into something. But it was always waking me up in the middle of the night. And for some reason, the halfway down my calf goes to sleep. Okay. And that's not a heel spur. But I have a hypothesis why he feels better on that diet as far as the pain in his leg. Scott, what do you think? I'd be checking him for gout too. Well, yeah. Just make sure there's no, <laughs> make sure there's, no, yeah. there's nothing more than just a uh, just a heel spur. But well, I know, think it's anti. It's he's it's on a more anti-inflammatory yeah. diet. It's all right it's now. all in a, it's an anti-inflammatory diet. And I'll tell you this too, Stace. If you'll make sure when you're eating those salads, try to try to make sure that that you don't have anything really cold going into your stomach. Make sure that the the dressings and the and and all the salad components are at least room temperature. And your stomach is a muscle. It likes warm stuff. The more you, the more warm stuff you put in it, the more mobile it is, and the less acid is produced. Okay. Because if you if you just put cold stuff in there all the time, then your then your kind of shrinks your stomach a little bit, and your and your body tends to put a little extra acid in there, and that's that's why a lot of folks have a whole lot more um, trouble with with reflux. See, that's have, that's one thing I've noticed because I used to I was real bad about making me a great big thing of ice water, and when I get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. You know, give me a big mouth, big slug of ice water, and then it takes me like an hour to go to sleep. And I remember Scott saying, don't drink anything cold before you go to bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I just quit. No, he's right about that stuff. I used to think he was full of it. And then he explained this business of cold things causing the stomach to par- basically paralyze. Because yep. if you jump into a... If you jump into a cold river, and I've done this when I was river rafting, mm-hmm. and if it's cold enough, you cannot move. No. And that's cold. how people drown. Yep. And, um, I mean, it's you, you feel like, you know, surely I could just swim out of here, but your muscles won't move. They're shocked. And when you do that to your stomach with ice-cold things, which were never in our environment when we were uh, growing as a species, unless we live way far north i sure. guess i guess well that's there were some things but uh but our, our stomachs really aren't designed for just a constant influx of ice any more than they are a constant influx of carbohydrates because that wasn't in our environment when we were evolving as a species right and uh i when i have people with bad reflux particularly if they're diabetic and they go on a lower carbohydrate diet mm. 
it really does make a huge difference. The heartburn goes away. Their blood sugars get better. I've had people come off all of their, you know, medication. Don't yeah, do that. Totally. No. Just because I, <laughs> but I'm just saying I've seen it. But it certainly is. It certainly is very doable. You know, the thing, I, the thing I'd tell you too, Stace, is when you go in there, instead of having that salad for breakfast, peanut butter. Sugar-free peanut butter for okay. breakfast. Just plain old that peanut That kills butter. my reflux, mm-hmm. though. Some people, you might be able to do that. You yeah. might not. Yeah, yeah. But, but not, for everybody, not for everybody. Right. Try it. Yeah. So before we go, I wanted to show um, Josh something. And this is the roadie. You can get it at um, roadie.drsteve.com. It's R-O-A-D-I-E dot drsteve.com. Or you can just go to stuff.drsteve.com and see a video of it. But this is, you're a musician, and you're going to love this. This is a robotic guitar tuner but it, it'll tune any stringed instrument except i wouldn't use it on my stradivarius you know what i mean that would be kind of stupid but <clears throat> let me show you how this works let me crank my bass up here a little bit let me get it out of tune a little bit all right <clears throat> so i've got it set for my um, stand up right there where you can look over here. i mean you got enough mic cable look at it for my jazz bass and now i pluck the string And it, the, the little arm is just turn, turning the keys itself. Right. I'm not doing that. Unlike a regular tuner that just shows you where you should tune it, this thing tunes it for you. And the cool thing is you could do this in the middle of a gig because it's independent of what else is going on around it. It's only interested in the um, vibrations that it's picking up from the arm itself. There you go. Tuned up. It's pretty incredible. It, it really is, isn't it? Check it out at <laughs> roadie.drsteve.com. Oh, we got it. So it's perfect now. Yep. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. All right. Well, anyway, thank you, everybody. Uh, you can see you can see the roadie at, as I said, at stuff.drsteve.com or go to roadie.drsteve.com. Uh, thanks always. Go to Dr. Scott, Stacy Deloach, Mr. Josh. We can't forget Rob Sprance, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, that Gould girl. Lewis Johnson, Paul Ofcharsky, Chowdy1008, Eric Nagel, the Port Charlotte Horror Josh, and the Saratoga Skank, uh, Roland Campos, sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, um, she who owns pigs and snakes, Stacy. Uh, Stacy, sorry, I said Tacy. I get you confused <laughs> with my wife. Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, Steve Tucci. The great Rob Bartlett, Vicks Nether Fluids, Casey's Wet T-Shirt, Carl's Deviated Septum, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's Daughter, Ron Bennington, and Fez Wiley, who supported this show has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our Sirius XM show on the Faction Talk channel, Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand. That's the best way to listen to it, by the way. And other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website, drsteve.com, for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Nuts. Thanks, everybody. You can save. Thank you. There Thank you. you.
Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.